Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of trim sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, horizon, Yeah, I don't like to rush Brad. rush our little uh, prayer before we get started on all this, but good Lord knows our heart. Welcome, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning right here on 104.9 The Horn or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. And... Uh, my name is T.J. Graney. That is Cody Ryan. Good morning. And Beefsteak is in the house. Good morning. And uh, Salt Dog is the ranch hand that gets here early and makes sure the gate gets open. The old pot belly stove gets cranked up. Had to put a couple of screws in the old screen door. It was a little, a little loose there. Uh, you know, but nothing a good drywall screw can't fix. Yeah, they just get about- longer. What about all the wetness? The river ran through here. Yeah, man, it's been wet. Huh? River run through it. You but. know, in our dear lease in uh, Mason, they, one of the guys had gotten a four wheeler and uh, toured the area, and it's all washed out. He said you can't get in there with a truck right now at all, and it's just two weeks away from starting gun season. My father in law was supposed to go to the ranch this weekend, and. Uh, chose not to go because he went last weekend and it was kind of the beginning of a lot of that stuff and the roads were washing out and uh so he chose not to go this weekend to you know wait it out let it dry up a little bit more after the big floods we had and uh anyway it was funny he was i could tell he was pretty bored <laughs> he, like he called on. me he called me yesterday several times like hey you want to work on your uh Camper? Truck camper project? Hey, you want to? You, you need some help? Let me come over. I can help with your truck camper. So he came over and helped for a couple hours. Aww. And yeah, I could tell he needed he needed something to do. Male but it was, recreational yeah, activities. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to be at the ranch, but I'm not. So uh, I hmm. need to like you know use a saw or something. <laughs> can I come over? That's. Uh, I had a call. Uh, was talking to a guy that was. Um, the ranch that I'm hunting's out in uh, 
out near Marble Falls. Yeah, yeah. And so the grocery store that we would use is in uh, Kingsland, but you can't get there now because the bridge is gone. Oh, so it they, was that way. Yeah. It was that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So instead of Sunrise Beach, you're going to have to go all the way into Marble Falls or one of the other, you know. So anyway, bring your. he said, bring your groceries on your way because you're not going into Kingsland to get them. Oh man, we ain't gonna go go get no crazy girls for breakfast. That crazy <laughs> crazy gals breakfast. You're gonna have to go the other one. There's two of them. We have to go the other one. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, yeah, the weather, and we're gonna talk about that here in the next segment. We're gonna talk about how that's affecting our lakes and what all the what all the activities are around the lakes. Man, it's a it is a big deal. I just got flew in yeah. uh, today just from uh, – I was spent Friday and Saturday in Illinois. Uh, and you, you were going to say Illinois. Illinois. And then you Illinois That's what you say. That's what it is, right? No, it is not. It's got an S at the end. No, it's silent. It's, it's Illinois. Yeah. yeah. I was in Illinois and it's Indian. Missouri. Flew into St. Louis and drove over there. And, uh, man, that is just beautiful farm country. Mm. Big deer. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful area. Gracious. Not as many deer as we see around here, but if you see one, and I had some of them old boys telling me deer stories, I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. Yep. That's like stuff you see on TV. Yeah, those are big corn-fed deer, aren't corn-fed. they? Corn-fed. Oh, oh, you hunt the, goodness, hunt, the, hunt the game trails. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, that's yep. some serious but hunting. Got to use a shotgun and a slug. Yeah, they have. it's like a shotgun two weeks. Two weeks or seven days? Two weekends. Ten days, I guess. Ten yeah. days. Yeah, it's yeah. really short season, and you got to... And you get one one buck, right? And one doe, I think Something it is. like that, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Very limited in seasons, and... You got to have well, crazy. They got an extended bow season, though, don't they? Surely. Before or after? I don't know. They have a black powder, you know? So, yeah, I, I think there is a little bit of that. Yeah, they got to have a bow season that's a little Probably bit more, longer. more bow than maybe the knot. Yeah. That's where I bet you they sell a lot of crossbows up there. Well, sometimes it's not, doesn't count. We should, the you know, same. being an outdoor show and all that kind we of stuff, we should probably stuff. know this. <laughs> well, I should have like, no, looked it up, but you're right. You're, I mean, we're just Illinois. guys. Right? Illinois, <laughs> Illinois. So, but it is Southern Illinois. I, so I, uh, I was just amazed, and those guys are just ate up with it, just like any. You other know, they dress them out hunter. over two hundred pounds. Crazy. If you if you hunt and in we Texas, got four months. Well, that's what I'm saying. ML, MLD, you know, MLD managed land deer areas. You can hunt from. I mean, I've got buddies now that are hunting. I've got guided guides that are uh, smacking, you know, 180, 190, 210, oh, yeah. 240 inch deer already every single day right now. And they have been for weeks. And, uh, goes and it goes February, through, through February. February right? And uh, I mean, five, six months out of the year, if you do it right and you get the right places to hunt, you're hunting. So I could not imagine. Just a ten day season. Can you imagine that? We don't and have a, anything. And in there's Texas a lot of public. Like that. I would be so lost because I'm 
so terrible about scheduling my hunting. I mean, <laughs> You'd be like, like, we had a hunt. It was well, good last thing week. I got four months so I can figure it out. <laughs> so I can go twice. <laughs> <laughs> and they got a lot of public land they use, and I have to wear orange, and there's a lot of people walking around uh, around you. You know, it was funny. Of, they were talking, uh, and we might have been, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was reading it somewhere, but it was guys were talking about how they set up in public lands and they'll go out there and they'll get out there, you know, it'll be dark and everything. They'll get up in their tree stand and the sun will slowly come up and they'll notice a guy like, <laughs> right on there. a tree, three trees down, you know, <laughs> like, hey, oh, buddy, man. Yeah, no, I mean, where they, it's really that bad. Right. He it brings, out the, brings yeah. out the Frito bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said, man, it's terrible. Little it Debbie's. Yeah. You know, the all the breakfast food in the the quiet deer blind breakfast food, right? Oranges. I hunted I hunted uh, some public land when I was in college, uh out in east well, just east of here, not too far, a couple hours. And uh man, it was interesting some of the guys I met that were there, you know. I met this one guy that was like, Hey, uh, if you're if you're gonna walk across that field on that left hand side uh, you mind putting some of this on your shoes? It's my homemade uh, s- cedar scent cover, cedar something scent covers right? yeah. like skunk and cedar. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. And he like rubbed it on with a cedar branch or whatever. You know, this homemade <laughs> yeah. formula he had. Right. He only wanted me to use that to go around, the, walk around the field in. And we went hunting with one guy, and he uh, he made us all take all the camo off. And put it outside. That's on the a different fence. story. Let's uh, skip this. take our camo off. It was weird. Hunt camp. It was really weird in high school. Yeah. Look, he's blushing. Well, I don't know what to say here. I never thought of it that way. But no, we had to remove our camo. And put on regular clothes while we ate breakfast. If he's cooking breakfast. When you went inside, because you didn't, so want you didn't us. want the bacon right. and all that smell on your quote camo. Well, we used to be super cautious about that. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I remember Kevin Fowler told me one time uh, that he didn't put on his hunting boots until he was getting, right. going into the field where yeah. he was going to hunt because he didn't want to get out the gas station and do all well, that kind of stuff. It's and, funny. It's funny because when I hunted with him, uh, I hunted with him a couple times and. And that was one of the deals. He said, "Don't uh, you stay in the truck? Do you need anything from the in in the store?" <laughs> and uh, he ran in the store or whatever, and made me stay in the truck because he didn't want me to get, you know, something yeah, on my shoes. Didn't we? Didn't you film him? Yeah, yeah. I filmed a couple hunts of Kevin hunting. That yeah, was that's cool. Right. Now, what do you do about the smell on the inside of your boots? <clears throat> Like mine, so you know. You know what? I'm going to get a. Uh, I was thinking about this. I'm going to get a pair of those underarm, uh, under Arm and Hammer baking soda, <laughs> right? No. Arm and Hammer baking soda. Yeah, you can. You can smell like the wild. A little dirt, some sticks. I'm going to get some of those. I was thinking. Uh, I started watching Channel 604 on satellite. It's a uh, one of the hunting channels. I didn't even know I had it, and I found it, and so I started watching it, and I'm like. Oh, well, Sportsman's it's start, Network. Starting to bring my old spirit of the hunter back into my mind. <laughs> yeah. And 
Nate, I, I'm thinking about getting some of those muck, those rubber hunting boots that everybody wears. Yeah, I've got a pair. Yeah, because I haven't had, I've never had those before. But I thought, man, some they look really comfortable now, and you know they're waterproof, they're warm. Yeah, um, for our and you just keep them. You just wear your sneakers until you jump out to go hunting, and then you slide them on. I got my camo onesie now. Also, you slide down. Oh, isn't that impressive, oh my Cody? Gosh. You were talking about hey, onesies yesterday. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Next up, we'll have uh, we'll talk about the lakes and the flooding that we've got going on around here. What that means for fishing. What that means for these uh, recovery efforts as we rebuild and uh, Texas strong, baby. Texas strong. Sun's coming Amen. up over Austin, Texas. An absolute beautiful sunrise. Look at that thing. Look at that. Wow, that is incredible. You only get it one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Bunkhouse every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Only one place, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on 104.9 or 24-7, 365 at the Outdoor zone.com us guys here in the bunkhouse on the outdoor zone we're always shopping from mother nature's grocery store fresh and delicious meats of every flavor venison pork fowl and even delicious bass post your shopping pictures on our facebook page the outdoor zone mcbride's guns central texas family owned and operated if you have not got your figured out your firearm if that gun was sticking if you had a little bit of trouble with it last year you need to get it over there gun season starts here in just a couple weeks you need to be ready or if you don't have that gun yet or if you want to get a gun for that first time shooter your kid or that little little youngin in your neighborhood that you're going to take out for the first hunt go get the right size firearm the right size rifle for them to use when they go out that youth model is exactly what they need. And they got all the right choices at McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place it's been for years, corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them at 512-472-3532 or just go online, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns is our hometown gun shop. Yeah, big flood. So, man. Holy smokes, right? What do you do when the lake is at 100 and? 41 percent or 137 percent right up now, the floodgates right now we are uh 22.91 feet above uh as of 6 a.m 22.91 feet above full pool on lake travis golly and, uh, so i guess that's a lot of water i'm but, gonna i'm gonna have to roll back that whole problem that i had with the lcra right releasing like a half a million gallons i guess they rolled the dice and they were right this time. <clears throat> well, right? the lakes always fill back up. 
It's just sometimes it takes, how long does it take? Sometimes the amount it's five of five years. Sometimes it's yeah. The amount of water year. they were releasing at one point, uh, at one point would equal like three years worth of water for the city of Austin. Yeah, and, and something like that. It was absurd the amount of water that mm-hmm. they released. But um, you know, it, it, it's going to happen whether you keep the water. You know, you've got to release that water at some point. You can predict that stuff somewhat. What we can't predict is that raging wall that came in and they could not keep up with on Lake LBJ. That's where. Yeah. What? So what happened on LBJ? Did the water come up and flood everything? That's that was, you know, a constant level lake. That's beautiful. Absolutely right on the water. Right. And so you've got little little room for error. When it comes to LBJ, and they couldn't keep up with the floodwaters, apparently. And uh, yeah, for the first time that I know of that it's come up that high, uh, I know uh, many people that have houses around there, uh, a buddy that's got one across the street from the actual lakefront, and it came within a foot of hitting his porch. So uh, lots of flooding going on. If if you have a Mm, chainsaw mm, mm. and you're looking for something to do, yeah. I guarantee, I mean, our buddy Trey Carpenter yeah. was saying uh, that Just come. he said, you don't have to know somebody, you don't have to, you don't have to be somebody, you just drive to Marble Falls, Kingsland, anywhere around Lake LBJ and say, hey, you need a hand? And there's plenty of people that do. Moving branches, you know, there's going to be tons of debris uh, to remove, tons of houses that are going to get gutted. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a cleanup process for a while. It was interesting. Uh, lots of boats floating around. Yeah, I saw that. Different <laughs> coves and nooks and crannies, jet skis everywhere, you know, so there'll be, uh, some relocation Sorting of some watercrafts and <laughs> I'm sure the insurance company, uh, you know, is going to be buying some new watercrafts for, for some people, but experts so, are now calling the hill country. The Flash Flood Alley. Mm-hmm. And, well, that's what uh, it used to be before we had all the dams. We right? have we have now more than fifty three thousand bridges in Texas. Many were built in the nineteen fifties, and they are built for the twenty five year storm. So back then, they didn't build for the fifty year storm or the hundred year storm, which means that one in a hundred uh, chances that we would have a flood that would be as bad as it was. Well, in the last several years here, we've had three 500-year floods. Mm, in like 11 years or yeah. 17 years. So, so we got like 150 years before we get another one. Well, we probably like two up. weeks. <laughs> but the the thing about that is what what was interesting was these bridges that were all built back in the 40s and the 50s are not at the level. Um, it, of course, a lot of this you got to take with a grain of salt, though, because I was reading the a lot of the information they got from about the flooding and what's going to happen in the future and stuff was written by uh, uh, a guy who is a big climate. The guy with the white hair. Climate change. And the you know warming dude that and he drives that silver car the doors flare up. (laughs) What's his name? 
We're going to the future. <laughs> you Follow know, me. Go 88 miles an hour, yeah. right? And What's the, that guy? Um, oh. is Doc. Doc. Yeah. Come on, Doc. Let's go. Yeah, what is it he says? The trans, it's the translucitor. Transflux capacitor. I'm going to try to turn this back around. So, this bus that's going the wrong way. So, uh, you, you know. Oh, man, that's I mean, be, before, before there, I mean, it used to do this all the time in Austin or in Central Texas, right? Until they built 1934, 1936. They brought in and started doing the the dams and the whole chain, you know, of the lakes. And it's interesting, I heard heard a guy talking about it. He had said he had just retired or just got done with his job where he oversaw the the dams on releasing when to release, when not, and how many says most stressful job he'd ever had was overseeing in his career, was overseeing when to roll that dice and released the uh, floodgates on different dams. And they were saying on, on the whole chain of dams along Austin, they're all owned by the LCRA except for the Longhorn Dam in downtown. You know, in Austin, right on Lady Bird, the very last one? The last one, yeah. It's owned by the state and run by a different department. And it's only half the release of all the others. So even if you opened it up all the way, it would only do half of what the others coming in, you know, from Lake Travis could do in the amount that's being released. Part Man, of, isn't that crazy? Can you imagine be, having that job? But part of the devastation that I've been hearing from particularly Lake LBJ, that's where we saw a lot of the, uh, you know, tragedy, I guess you would say, uh, with the floodwaters that we had recently were that because it was a constant level lake, a lot of the folks and maybe some of the smaller houses and uh, around the area that got flooded out didn't necessarily have flood insurance. Mm. Uh, because it was a constant level lake, it was never going to flood. It, it, it they didn't have that concern. It wasn't it had never done it before like that. Why would it happen again? And so uh there's a lot of that going on I think that's going to be played out um that's well, how- sad, man. Yeah, and and that you can't you buy your flood and your wind insurance from the government. You don't buy it from the insurance company. You buy flood and wind insurance from the government. I don't know how that plays out, but you know, I, I uh, well, they're redoing all the maps for that around Central Texas now. The floodplain. So what is what is uh, what is that going to do to the fishing and stuff? I mean, we've seen it well, down on Falcon and stuff. I mean, it just kind of flushes everything out but the fishing comes back strong well there's a couple trains of thought one is uh all of lake austin lake austin's up about a foot as well from uh last reports i heard which you know it's a constant level as well or supposed to be um a foot's not really gonna do a whole lot it just brings it up to the top of your dock or something like that but um the one thought i had was the the carp that were all released in Lake Austin to eliminate the grass six times the recommended amount for that site. You know this tragedy. <laughs> now in Lady Bird Lake, yeah, are now going to be in. Well, have already been found in Lady Bird Lake. Plenty of them have been found in Lady Bird Lake. Now are going to be flushing into Lady Bird Lake, and people of the Lower Colorado River that live along the actual river below Town Lake or Lady Bird Lake uh, are now concerned because they're going well now these things are just going to flush down and flow through the lower colorado river and 
tear up our, you know, they have grasses and vegetation and all that kind of stuff growing, and it's going to be gone, and so they're going to have these big carp to contend with. Uh, the other the other train of thought is on a fishing standpoint, a bass fishing standpoint, um, floodwaters are always good. I mean, you have growth that comes up, um, and so you've got new vegetation in the water as far as trees and shoreline brush and things for bait to breed in, bait to uh, hide in. So it brings the fish up to the shallows. you got floating debris, which causes, uh, you know, kind of a shade area, kind of acts as a dock or whatever. One of my best days on Lake LBJ ever was after a flood and some of those back coves and nooks and crannies that had a bunch of debris and trash and stuff on the water, those fish were under it thick. So there's a positive. There's a positive to some floodwaters. Well, I, 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 my hmm. prayer would be and our recommendation would be I, I would love to know what local organization, who is it that's going out there to the Lano and the Marble Falls, the Kingsland area, and helping those people. I'm not talking about the big nonprofits. I'm talking about who are the little guys that are out there. If you know one, give us a call here at the station. Uh, hey, Salt Dog, what number do they call if there's a small – oh, uh, 512-337-3776, yes. You can uh, let us know, and we'll we'll uh, plug the organization, try and help you out as much as we can. Yeah, we want to know who's out there helping those folks in Kingsling. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. We come back on the flip side. we got News of the Weird, and the show continues. Only one place, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on 104.9 The Horn or 247365 at theoutdoorzone.com. The Outdoor Zone live on the podcast. You're tuned into the Outdoor Zone number one outdoor radio show on radio, right here on Austin Radio Network 104.9 The Horn, flagship station for UT Sports. If you're like me, you're always eyeing the newest technology and the newest gadgets in the market. But one thing many of us don't always think about is the cutting edge technology keeping us safe behind the wheel. Not only does the 2018 Accord allow you to stay connected on the go with hands-free calling, a heads-up display, and Apple CarPlay, but Honda Sensing has some incredible safety features to give you peace of mind. Best of all, these features come standard on the 2018 Accord. It's the 2018 American Car of the Year, and it was on the 2018 Car and Driver Best 10 list. It made that list a record 30 Two times. No other car in history has done that. It's uh, the Honda Accord. Solve your Honda Envy at any of one of the Central Texas Honda dealers. Check them out online. CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. See dealer 
for details. Now it's time for your news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Well, here's one for you, beefsteak. Oh, yeah. A roasted pig was discovered by a beagle from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection canine unit on Thursday at Atlanta's airport. Hardy, an upstanding member of the Beagle Brigade, smelled the cooked pig in the luggage of a traveler from Ecuador at the Hartsville-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport. Fox 5 Atlanta reported, our best defense against destructive Pest and animal disease is to prevent the entry of prohibited agricultural products from entering the United States, Kerry Davis at CBP official told the station. This seizure at ATL illustrates the tremendous expertise of our four-legged canine partners in protecting the United States. Agents seized and ate the nearly two-pound pig, the <laughs> no. report said. Well, no, 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 no. no, no. Two no. things. One they is, says they destroyed it. You think they just <laughs> threw it out. No, they fed it to their beagles. Probably. I Number can't. one, why would you... Of course, why, why is this pig? a big deal that a dog found a roasted pig in luggage? Of course the dog's going to find the roasted pig. It's things that aren't roasted, charred things of meat that you would expect the dog to be, like, I was rewarded at, for. I was at the... <laughs> right? I mean, I was, the dog's going to find that. I was that. in line to go through to get on the plane Friday morning. And I had my pocket knife in my pocket. Lost it. No. I dropped it in my backpack, and it went straight through. But they found a roasted pig. pig and they <laughs> mixed national news. beef jerky. But that the beef roasted jerky pig you can't have. transfer diseases and stuff. Agents well, seized can't. and destroyed the nearly two-pound pig, the report said. Hardy is a rescue beagle who joined the CBP. Uh, CPB after training at the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Natural Detectors Dog Training Center in Georgia. Since 2015, the 16-year-old beagle has worked at Atlanta's... Six-year-old. Six-year-old beagle has worked at Atlanta's airport, which custom agents said is the world's busiest. Uh, Yeah, well, so I'm wondering from Ecuador, how you bring a, a roast pig... I mean, it, I know it was you roll in tin it up foil. And you stick it in but there. But from Ecuador, you know how far away that is. I'm thinking, huh? So why would you bring that on? I mean, is that a, why wouldn't you? Well, it's you need because, a snack, lunch. I mean, that's a long flight from Ecuador, right? Mia, that's Mia, what we do. Mia mama, uh, Mia mama, le grandma. <laughs> they had tortillas. <laughs> she she and made it, and <laughs> she's sending it to her grandson. You know how you know, pricey think, airport food is. <laughs> you, you know, you think that's funny, but. Uh, about grandma, you know, and you got to do certain things, right? So we were, Carmen and I were leaving Illinois to visit my grandparents. They live on a farm and my grandma brings out a big trash bag, a black trash bag with like three dozen ear of sweet corn in it and gives it to us and says, here, Donnie, can you take this back with you and Carmen? And so I carried it on to the plane. And that was See, now that's something. 
that yeah, made me that, need to be. The ag department is going <laughs> to. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That beagle didn't find the corn with the, with the, you know, corn infested uh, so mice in it. Unfortunately, what happened is I had also taken a tour of uh, the pig farm my, my to say goodbye to my uncle right before in the same tennis shoes that I ended up going and getting on a pl- flight in Oh, uh, you're that O'Hara. guy? And so Carmen's like, what smells so bad? <laughs> and there was a big chunk of hog manure that was on the <laughs> bottom of my yeah. shoe, yeah. and it was smelling up the plane, and she's like, you've got to do something about that. It was terrible. Hey, yeah. so uh, Skeeter John's on the line. Let's see what Skeeter John's got going on. What's up, Skeeter? Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Long time no talk. Yes, sir. I was about to about to say the exact same thing. How are things going with y'all? And we're, uh, if I was any better, watching, I'd be twins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're watching the sun come up. That's a beautiful sight. But yeah, I wanted to check in. Prayers out to, to all of those affected by the, about the flood and Oh, the rain. We have some property on the Pernalis, and it's been a mess. It's been difficult, but nothing like a lot of these folks are going through, so prayers to them. Man, and prayers to you guys. I know a lot of people say that when uh, maybe they're not as affected as much, but you still got cleanup to do, and you still got neighbors that are affected, and you're still in that. So prayers go to you as well. And so often, so often, and this is one of the things that Trey was saying, what, what he posted on his Facebook page, he was out in the Kingsland area scooping mud and, and helping people out. And he said, you know, don't don't it's just like you said, don't don't wait to see something because these people down here, you know, there's a lot of Texas pride down here. We're not asking for help. We're just going to get up and get it taken care of. And uh, and he's saying, like you said, Cody, just take your gear and go down there. But, boy, we sure would like to get a local church or an organization that's doing stuff in that area that we could be telling, focusing people towards. There's got to be a church down there that's got a, you know, a main parking lot where people are gathering for. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We ask. So, Skeeter, you've been fishing at all? Oh, we have. We have. We've, uh, it's been a wild ride. So I'm, I'm, you know, still spend a lot of time on Fayette County and, I would say at the end of September it was it was looking good. We got a little a little cloudy patch there, and we got on them really nice with some a rigs. But the the deep bite has really kind of gone away. There was a little bit of a fish kill. There was some runoff into the lake, and it seems to happen almost every year that there's any significant rain. But the the deep fish have have kind of scattered, or I say deep, anything from ten to fifteen feet. But uh, we went. You know, we followed that trip up. I think we had 30 or 40. We followed that trip up with, like, five, and then we followed it up with 25. So, uh, you know, if anybody's going out there, there's definitely a morning bite early on. And then if you can figure out where the, the worm bite is, <laughs> then you're going to be lucky. But talking with a lot of folks, uh, the fish seem to be scattered now. That was that was before all the rain hit and the cooler weather. So I'm thinking the uh, – the the worm bite is is going to pick up and the fish is going to get great these last couple of couple of weeks of October and then into November and December so it should turn on and man that a rig is a lot of fun they will hammer it man I have I have got buddies that just fish that thing left and right I haven't had a whole lot of experience experimenting with it but 
you know, it's that, that bait that came out years ago with five swim baits on it and uh, looks like a school of bait fish coming mm. through the water. And, man, they just – if you do get on them with it, it just sounds like a whole bunch of fun. Now, I haven't caught, you know, two, three, four fish on it at a time. I've gotten on some white bass and striper, but that largemouth thing, man, they, they choke that sucker. Yeah, I wasn't a big believer in it and, and had a buddy that, that uh, kind of tore me up on it. And ever since then, on Lake Austin, I've applied it to Travis a little bit, but really fade. And it, it just outproduces the buzzbait we'll throw, the spinnerbait we'll throw, the small crankbaits. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's two fish at a time. A couple times it'll be three fish at a time, but it's wow. but it will absolutely produce. And, and, you know, a trick that we do is we go to um, – Paddletail worms or, or five or six inch grubs, um, oh. and those work really really well. They're a little bit lighter and don't don't take the bait down as far as like a uh, a chunkier swim bait. But it is a hassle. It's about fourteen dollars to buy that plus another five dollars in setup. So you're throwing a a two or three ounce rig and and probably about fifteen bucks worth. So it'll uh, it will definitely work at times. It 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 does well, but. You know, talking about the flooding, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the, the flip side of that is, you know, what will it do to the fishing and, and you know, the water rushes through Lake Austin and Town Lake and, you know, it, what will it do to the grass and the grass carp? So there's a whole lot of ecological impact that, that's really curious at, at what these what these uh, fish will do when it floods like that. So definitely something to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting in months to come. Like I was saying uh, earlier, you know, that, a lot of people are fearing uh, the grass carp are going to get into that lower Colorado area. They're known to be in, in Town Lake or Lady Bird Lake now. And, um, you know, that was just a, a continuing train wreck that just continues. But, uh, Skeeter, man, keep us updated on that uh, Fayette bite. As we get into the winter months, I know it can be absolutely incredible out there. Is that it's one of the only places that stays warm during the winter, and those fish stay active year-round. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good talk with you guys. Everybody be safe. Definitely a ton of volunteer opportunities out there. And a quick shout-out to my, my new 10-year-old, Evan, whose birthday was last weekend. So wish her a happy birthday, and see you guys later. Hey, man, happy birthday. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I heard a squeak. <laughs> Oh, man, fall is here, and it's time to get ready for the ranch, hit the ranch, but you don't want to head out until you got that new 2019 Ram 1500 so you can get all your gear back there. You can pull your four-wheelers, everything behind it. It can tow more than 12,500 pounds. Or if you're just an outdoor guy looking for, or gal, who's looking for a place to, uh, a vehicle that you can just... uh, cruise the rocks and the trails how about the 2019 jeep wrangler the iconic go everywhere vehicle looks good on the lake as well as the mountain trail uh all the new two and four door wranglers are arriving every day at nile maxwell super center uh if you want thousands of dollars off hundreds of vehicles head to the number one chrysler dodge jeep ram sales leader in central texas that's nile maxwell supercenter they're at 620 and 183 in austin or just visit online at nile maxwell supercenter 
Com. We'll wrap up this hour with the Game Warden Field Notes, finish up a little flood talk, and then on the flip side, it's deer season, gun season, just a couple weeks away. We'll talk a little about that. You get it only one place right here. It's the Outdoor Zone Live at the Bunkhouse on 104.9 The Horn and 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I beg them, brothers, sisters, help me, please. I saw when I give you a signal. I saw when I raise up my hands. Won't you join with me together? Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Hello, Leopold said, I am glad I will not be young in a future without will, wild wildness. It's up to us to train up the next generation of outdoor men and women. Don't sit on the back row. Stand and fight. Give to the kids' outdoor zone. Land, cash, vehicles, boats, or start a group in your church. Go to kidsoutdoorzone.com to donate. KOZ, no kid left inside. Sun Auto Service, a family-owned and operated repair and maintenance company since 1978. They've worked hard every day to earn your trust and keep your vehicle running like new. It's who I trust, who I take all my work vehicles to, my family vehicles to. They take care of all the regular maintenance, plus any repairs that come up. Took a truck in there just this week. They uh, took care of the steering on it, got the oil changed, got everything done so I can feel confident that it's going to run strong and long. Sun Auto hires ASC certified technicians to repair and maintain your vehicles. They require all of their technicians to complete an intense training program so your vehicle's worked on and maintained by properly trained professionals. Sun Auto Service is located at 405 West Slaughter Lane, the one I use there, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and the newest location, Lakeway, at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Check out all the specials they run regularly at sunautoservice.com. Now it's time for your Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. So this is a little off of the normal Game Warden Field Notes, but it was too cool not to bring into the show today annual international sniper competition this is a press release i got from barrett firearms uh sniper teams from across the globe will travel to fort benning georgia to compete in the annual international sniper competition beefsteak you get the call Uh, ML, MLF, yes, uh, no, no. Barrett no. is honored to be part of the competition that will identify the best sniper team from a wide range of agencies and organizations that includes the U.S. military, international militaries, and local, state, and federal 
law enforcement. The 28th International Sniper Competition takes place October 13 through 20. So it just finished yesterday then, right? It's today the 21st? I wasn't there, as Cody pointed out. And I got to I'm going to find like out it. who did it. 73 countries from around the world participated in that competition. State departments. Wow. Well, those are state department approved. In other words, we said that the Egyptian sniper team could come here. <laughs> the Brazilian sniper team. All in one did. place, a little dangerous. You got to look at right? the results on this thing. Man, I'll look it up. I, I just think that is I I I would love to go and see that. Hmm. Yeah, thousand yard shots over and you and know, they're doing it in these setups just over a seven day period. That's that's screamer. I don't seems know. like you could take a lot of shots in seven days, <laughs> right? Well, I, I don't know how yeah. it goes, but I I want to know more about that because that's just sniper competition. Come on, this is the international. In the annual. I mean, this is the big one. Hey, uh, it's that time of year. Archery season is here. It is happening. And if you're not liking the way your uh, rod is, your bow is shooting the way you're... uh, (laughs) You're doing it wrong. Maybe you're using a mechanical broadhead and you want to try a fixed broadhead. Maybe they're just... Take your bow over to Archery Country. They are the only true archery shop in Central Texas, and they can help you try and walk through some of the those snafus that you may be having with your bow. Uh, if you if if you're interested in a crossbow, they've got crossbows over there too. Um, go see our buddies at Archery Country. They're at eighty one twenty one Research Boulevard. Uh, or just find out all the information on them, uh, directions and uh, all their gear and, and uh, products and what they have to offer, austinarcherycountry.com, austinarcherycountry.com. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back on the flip side, we got your PETA report. We got your uh, – well, we're going to talk uh, talk about a fundraiser coming up too, a catch, cook, and eat, a coastal culinary evening that's going to be happening – tonight it's tonight so we'll talk more about that uh on the flip side it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse uh seven to nine every sunday mornings or 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com <laughs> 